Hello and welcome back to the Flying Green Sports Podcast. I am one half your host, Brian Nebel, along here with the other host, Michael Nanya. And we got a good episode here lined up for us, uh, previewing Sunday's games between the Jets and the Vikings and the Eagles and the Titans. So, Michael, what are you uh, what are you looking forward to tomorrow for the Jets game? Yeah, good to be back. Uh, it's been a since we started this podcast, both of our teams are undefeated. So it's undefeated. Been good luck so far, and we're looking to keep that going. Um, but yeah, I mean, big one for the Jets this week with the Vikings, and and look, I guess every game is big from this point on. But uh, it's it's an opportunity push. to yeah, during the playoff push, every game is big, but this one is an opportunity for the Jets to you know go on the road and beat a very good team and the Vikings. Make and a statement. Say make hey, a statement. Mike White. And the Jets are for real. Um, You know, Mike White makes his debut against a Bears team that didn't have Justin Fields. They're missing some defensive starters. They're not a good team as it is anyway. So, you know, it was not an impressive win necessarily in the in the sense of who they were playing against. So, if he could back that up now, go on the road, be a good Vikings team, I think it would say a lot. And it's a good Vikings team. Yeah, it would be impressive. Very good. One of the best teams in the league. I think it's definitely a team they could. They could beat though. Um, you know, Eagles went in there or out. Well, the Eagles beat them at home, but Cowboys went in there a couple weeks ago and beat them. Um, and the Vikings have won pretty much entirely close games this season. Yeah, so, like all um, one score games. Yeah, every single win they have is one score, except their season opener against the Packers. So they're they're a very beatable team. I think the Jets have a chance to go in there and get that statement win. Most definitely, I know. I'll be looking out for that when the score is. You know, I won't be watching it because the Eagles and Jets both play at the same time. Um, but the Eagles, they got a tough one tomorrow against the Titans, a hard, gritty team that somehow always finds a way to stay in the games. They always keep it close. It's always a hard battle, hard-hitting game. And it's not going to be – at least it shouldn't be another high-scoring one like the Eagles had against the Packers. Uh, this is going to be a hard defensive battle. Uh, the Eagles on defense uh, will be hopefully getting Jordan Davis back. He got activated off of IR, so that'd be a massive help for the Eagles defense here against Derrick Henry. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing Ryan Tannehill. I don't really get to watch him too often, uh, besides some highlights. Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry is always scary. Uh, and the AJ Brown maybe revenge game. He's got a lot of beef with the yeah, Titans. Right. You always see him. <laughs> you always see him on Twitter <laughs> talking, or even in interviews talking about the Titans. So. I mean, that'll, that'll be good news for my fantasy team, which for, for all you guys that listened out there, I, I lied to you about yes. <laughs> about winning in fantasy on, what was it, Monday night. Uh, apparently, stat corrections go on to uh, Thursday morning, and I <laughs> ended up losing by 0.14 points because a, a three-and-out got added to the Miami defense. So I, was, I won for a couple of days, and then right after that uh, – they just said, no, it's not for you, and ruined all my hopes and dreams. The beginning of the following week, the day of the next week's game's beginning, the previous yep, game is re- reversed. Absolute insanity. That is, that's four days later. How does How is that legal? That that should be like on the Constitution. I mean, a double stat correction, stat correction reverse. Exist. Has this ever happened in fantasy history? First, you get the win <laughs> from a stat correction defensively, and then it reverses the other way towards my brother's side and now he maintains his 10 game winning streak and you are tied with me on the outside looking into the playoffs trying to fight in at six and and six and you know i'm looking at aj brown last week 
against the Packers. I know he dropped like a five-yard catch, but he gave me a win there. And he also had a fumble. But uh, against Tennessee, I think the Eagles might try and you know give him a bunch of opportunities. Uh, I wouldn't say like the Pittsburgh game where he had three touchdowns in like the first half, but I think he'll be a focal part of this offense, and he'll definitely want to make his make his mark on the Titans and let him know how he feels about him. Yeah, and I'm looking at the Eagles' schedule here, and uh, after this, they got a three-game road trip coming up with the Giants, mm-hmm. Bears, and Cowboys. So yes. uh, looking at these final six games, I mean, especially that three-game road trip right there, uh, How do you, what do you think the goal is here? How many wins do the Eagles need to get to secure not only the division but the top seed in the conference? Top seed. Um, I think, you know, no, you don't want to look too far ahead because the Titans are – definitely a very good team it's not even a trap game they're just a very tough team to beat so first take care of business tomorrow if you get that win uh the giants have looked very beatable here lately uh they haven't had a bunch of injuries um not the team that they were earlier on in the season what were they like six and two whatever seven and two um so that one could be could swing the eagles way then you go to the bears uh who've looked really good as of late uh justin fields has been Terrific using his legs. That's going to be an issue for the Eagles defense is keeping fields in the pocket and not letting him run wild. So I think, and then obviously the uh, Christmas Eve game against Dallas is probably going to be the toughest game of the season for the Eagles all, all year. Uh, prime, kind of prime time. Sunday in Jerry's world. That's that's a tough one. I think if the Eagles can, including this Titans game, win three of the next four, um, I'll take that as a winner. They want to win four to four. I will also take that, but you can't you can't split the next four: uh, Titans, Giants, Bears, and Cowboys. You gotta you gotta win three out of four at least to definitely maintain your positioning in the standings. Yeah, and then looking ahead for the Jets, I think uh, it's interesting the perspective of you know what you're trying to root for here because mainly you know you're trying to get into the playoffs. You haven't been there in uh, eleven seasons or. 12 seasons at this point so you're mainly just trying to get in the playoffs but you're also right there in the in the division just one loss yeah. back of the lead with Patriots wins over loss Miami Thursday. and Buffalo and you get to play that both of them knows. again so division is definitely still in play but I think the main priority that most Jets fans have is just to get that wild card so the Patriots loss like you said was huge for that so the Jets now have a game and a half over them um, but then the Chargers are also in that mix too. They're right there at six and they're five. Always, so they're always right in that wild card. Always hanging in that wild card mix <laughs> right every single year. Um, so there's a lot of teams you're rooting for losses for as a Jets fan. You want to potentially get into the division lead with Miami and Buffalo, but you also want to keep the wild card contenders away. Make sure you can at least get that. So I, I think the Patriots losing to the Bills was the preferred outcome because, like I said. Mm-hmm. They play the Bills again. If they want to win the division, they can go get that by beating Buffalo um, and Miami later. But you want that buffer to where if you don't get those wins and you struggle a little bit, hopefully you can still fall into that wild card spot. Um, so looking ahead, I think uh, if the Jets can get to 11 wins, finish four and two here, they should that's be. What the coin said, but the coin. Yeah, that's coin what the coin said. The coin has died at this point. Mike White <laughs> put an end to it. Um, so the coin is out the window. Um, but if they can get to that 11 win mark, they should be completely safe. I have a hard time seeing that not being enough. If they, they go did. to 10 wins, if they finish three and three here, 
then maybe you have a little bit of trouble. Maybe the Chargers tie you, maybe the Patriots. Uh, that's where it could get a little rough. So I think four and two is the goal if you want to make the wild card. If you want to win the division, you definitely have to sweep five. those Bills and Dolphins games. Probably have mm-hmm. to go at least five and one here to finish it off. So that's, that's going to be tough to do. But uh, yeah, I think the main goal schedule is up ahead too. Go four and two here. Vikings. Um, Vikings Bills on the road. Then you got home games against the Lions and Jaguars, which are games you think the Jets should win. But both, I think both those teams are better than their record. You look Mm -hmm. at the Lions' offense, how good that that has been in some of the close games they've been in. Just nearly beat the Bills. Back too at the going to get Jamison Williams back, so offense could get even better. Uh, And then a Jaguars team that I think is better than their record. They've lost some close games. Um, Trevor Lawrence is improving. That one's on prime time. And then you close it out with road games at Seattle and Miami. So tough schedule Seattle's here. No, no easy one to go into Seattle. Gets yeah, the 12th man. That's why I think Gino this Vikings game with revenge is, on his mind. Yeah, Gino with revenge. But that's why I think this Vikings game is kind of crucial because despite the record, it almost feels like this one's a little more winnable than some of these other games, specifically Miami mm-hmm. and Buffalo, uh, just because of how many close games the Vikings have been in. It feels like that they're a team you can compete with till the end, and you just got to be able to pull it out in the fourth quarter, which is what the Jets have done very well this season. So so this is a big one. If they lose this game, it puts them in a tougher spot because you're looking at this Buffalo game. That's going to be a tough one, despite the previous win that they got at home. It is a whole different animal to go in there mm-hmm. and beat Buffalo. Uh, although without Von Miller, that could balance things a little bit. Yeah. You know, a big strip sack Absolutely. in that last Jets game. So that one changes things, but... Uh, you just need every win you can get at this point, you know, regardless of it's an easy game, it's a, it's a hard game. If you, you want if you want to be in the playoffs, you got to <laughs> go through gotta, and get those big You got to win the tough games. Got to win the tough improve games. Improve yourself. So. I uh, I saw some uh some cool things on Twitter about the Jets in uniform voting for this yeah. one against the Vikings. Yeah, so the Jets allowed fans to vote on the color pants they'll be wearing <laughs> against the Vikings this week. Uh, we knew it would be white on black. Knew it would be, would be white jerseys, but the vote comes out. They let you choose white, green, or black, and of course, it is black coming through. I feel like I was one of the leaders in that campaign because I put the stats out there. Mike White, when he's worn black pants in his career, has been pretty hard to stop. Both the Bengals game last year and the Bears game this year. Uh, there was also a Colts game last year where he got hurt when they were wearing white on black and he was playing pretty good before he got hurt but yeah. um, but when he wore white pants hasn't gone too well that includes his four interception game against the bills last year so got to look at the analytics that's important and analytics say black pants um look wise i was pants, kind of no preferring the white pants i want to see the white on white again but white on black is just yeah. kind of their standard look now it's it's winning it's working don't stop it until it stops itself i guess yeah, I mean, they did lose the Patriots game with it, but that's with Zach Wilson, so that doesn't count. That, the rest yeah, of the team anything, won the game. Anything pre-Mike White doesn't exist. Yeah, different era. Unless it's about Sauce Gardner. Quinn Williams has been playing really well this year for the Jets. One of the top young players in the league, not even just defensive tackles, just one of the real superstars of the NFL. Isn't he under 25? Is he 24? Quinn, I think Quinnen is 25 this year. Or is he 25? Yeah, he's still 20. Uh, 24 right now, turned 25 in December. 
So yeah. still young. He came in at yeah. 20, 21 years old. So in his prime, yeah. having a breakout year. Um, and Sauce <laughs> is going to be fun Alabama this players. week. Going up against Justin Jefferson, former Eagles receiver. That's be a real challenge. Um, for for one night. Yeah. <laughs> Although, or or um, so everyone thought. Jalen Rager is on the Vikings too, so that could be a big matchup there. Um, he's on the Vikings, right? Yeah, yeah. They traded him. I think yeah. fifth, fifth and like a seventh. I don't. I don't know who would trade for Jalen Rager. He's got like five catches <laughs> on the year, but you know, if you see something, it's weird. Like. Watching him play, you know, everyone talks about him being really this athletic, fast, quick player, but he doesn't look very fast when you see him. I don't know if it's because of the way he runs. He looks kind of flat-footed, but he doesn't look like that game-breaking speedster that the Eagles thought when they were drafting him. Um, Some guys, but, it just doesn't translate as well, I guess. Like, they look fast and short to the combine, but I guess with yeah. the ball in their hands, just not the same thing. Heads on, small Heads body. On. Yep. Speaking of uh, Jalen Rager, TCU is currently playing in the uh, conference championship game right now. They're losing to Kansas State. Horn Frogs are undefeated. You see that college football playoffs about to go down. It's a great time to be a football fan here. USC just lost last night. Uh, that means Alabama or Ohio State could sneak in. Alabama always finds a way to get in, so don't count that one out. But we're not here to talk about college football playoffs. We're here to talk about the NFL playoffs, and the Eagles and Jets are going to the Super Bowl. Yep, locking in. You heard it here first. Um, but back to the Eagles, uh, Eagles-Titans game. The Eagles, like I said, getting a little healthier. Jordan Davis coming back is going to be monumental, this defense. Um, so apparently he lost like uh, 20 pounds during this past four weeks. They've been working on his conditioning, um, getting him into game shape. And I think if Jordan Davis gets even faster and stronger and more quick than he is right now, that's going to be a very pleasant sight to watch. Um with the Eagles D tackles getting older. Fletcher Cox is like 31. Javon Hargrave, actually, I think Fletcher's 32. Hargrave is 29. They're all getting up there in age. So, uh, seeing Jordan Davis be able to learn from these guys, especially two great pass rushing D tackles, and even guys like Jonathan Sue, Linval Joseph, um, it's great to have those veterans um, around for the young guys, um, watch them help uh, grow and develop. So, I'll be really looking forward to watching Jordan Davis. Hopefully, be able to stop Derrick Henry because Eagles' run defense lately has just not been very great. Yeah, I mean, do you think that's a mismatch against Derrick Henry, even with Jordan Davis out there, or you think he could kind of solve that weakness? You know, the Eagles' D line is usually strength for the team. You know, I don't think the Titans have a terrific O line, um, but at, there's players in the league where you can only do so much to stop them, and then they're just pure talent really just takes over. I think Derrick Henry's one of those guys. You could you could bottle him up, say he runs 15 times for 50 yards, you know, you keep him in check, and then he just breaks one off for about 60, 70 yards, and that really just ruins the defense. So there's only so much you could do. You just got to hope that he doesn't kill you a couple of times and keep him in check and don't let him break one loose. He's, he's a hard man to tackle, and the Eagles yeah. have struggled with tackling on the season. So that's can that should be a focal point during practices. <laughs> Take him down at the legs. Don't you saw what happened to Josh Norman when he tried going up yeah. top to tackle Derrick Henry? I don't I don't want to watch no Eagle Darius Slay go flying across my screen. <laughs> so just <laughs> everyone swarmed to the football and Derrick Henry has the ball in his hands. And I think if you stop Henry, uh Tannehill, it's not the best quarterback in the world, but you know, Traylon Burks out there, uh, the AJ Brown replacement. 
see how he does. He's been having a good couple of games, so I'm excited to watch that one. I love watching the young players play. So wouldn't mind seeing Traylon do good, but you know, not good enough to help him win. Yeah, I mean, I saw Derrick Henry last year when he played the Jets. Uh, I was at that game, and it was kind of like what you said. I mean, he had a really good game for the most part. Uh, he had a touchdown. Uh, they relied on him, and he got a, a ton of chunk gains. But mm-hmm. I think it was the, in it was in overtime where he had this breakout run, and it looked like the game was going to be over. But uh, forget who it was on the Jets who made a really good open field tackle that you totally didn't expect them to make and held them to just 15, 20 yards or so that the Jets were able to hold on and win that game. So uh, that's that's a big key is just when he gets in the open field, he has a very tough guy to bring down because he has that size and the power, six, but still six, has three, two, four, breakaway and he speed runs a, a four, in addition four, four. to that. So very difficult. And if you miss those tackles in the open field, he is, he's going to go. So you got to be he's, able to make those stops. Even if he grinds you up all yeah. game, can't give him the big play. Don't give them. Don't give them the fifteen, the twenty-yard carries, which the Eagles against Jonathan Taylor first drive didn't start out too good, but then they got it together. Um, but I think Derrick Henry's just a, a totally different beast than probably anyone in the league. I mean, he just his size, strength, speed. There's no one like him in the league, and he's gonna wear you down. You gotta you gotta jump out to an early lead and force the Titans to fast and put the ball into Ryan Tannehill's hands, and don't let them. Even pass catching Henry could kill you with little screams, little out routes, flat routes for him. Just keep number 22 from really just wearing you down as a defense as the game goes on. Put the ball into Ryan Tannehill's hands. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can talk a little bit about the rest of the playoff picture shaping up here because it's, I mean, both playoff races are getting to be pretty interesting. You're starting to see see them shape up a little bit. Who's not in the mix anymore? And then who are the main contenders in some of these races? Um, and the really the interesting team on the NFC side for me is Commanders. the Washington Commanders, who are all <laughs> of a sudden a big part of this. They're in that seventh seed. They've knocked the Seahawks out for now. Um, I don't know if I totally believe in the Commanders yet. I like their defense a lot, but yeah, the defense is um, really well. Just offensively, does. I don't know if I believe in Heineke, but um, Eagles lost to the Commanders, so I mean. What do you think of them? Do you think they're a legitimate threat? Yeah. Um, it's tough to say. You know, Heineke, he's always had his times towards the end of the year where he's made excellent plays, but it's not the end of the year, and he's going to be playing uh, a full season here from, like, week nine, whatever. Actually, no, he played earlier, like, week six, seven. Um, but he's not a guy that's totally going to beat you with his arm. So if you can just score on that defense which is pretty hard to they have a terrific defensive line they got fast linebackers um, but looking at the the teams the other teams that are fighting for that seven seed uh, outside of seattle i i don't see the falcons or lions or any of them making a real run so i think it's between the commanders and the seahawks um, i might just give the edge to this uh, the commanders right now i think they're the better team and i'd be crazy if all four nfc east teams made the playoffs that would be really something. Yeah, the I'm AFC East here, had that going for a little bit, although Patriots, Patriots are kind of making it tough. Jets are still in there, though. Looking at the, the AFC, um, I think the teams that are more on the bubble are probably a lot better, like the Patriots and the Chargers themselves. Um, the Chargers one you got to watch out for. Um, 
Mike Williams is going to be out this week, though. That's not good for my fantasy team, but good for Jets fans. Yes. Um, but the Chargers, also another team that have suffered a bunch of injuries this season. J.C. Jackson, Joey Bosa, Rashawn Slater. So that's always tough, but they're always a team that will keep it, uh, keep fighting right until the end of the season. So as long as the Jets, uh, against their tough schedule coming up, the Jets can squeak out a win, maybe against Buffalo, against uh, Minnesota, or both. If they Mike White just continues, uh, it's gonna be a tough battle for number seven. I'm very interested to see what Mike White does because, I mean, you look at his body of work now. He's played four games in the league, and two of those, he just comes in off the bench and completely revives the team with the Bengals game last year, and then now the Bears game this year. I mean, those two games are probably the two most productive. Jets quarterback performances of any Jets quarterback in at least the past five years. And this is only four games into his career. So it's, it's hard not to be intrigued at this point, you know, before he play, had this bears game, it was like, all right, you know, he had that one good game. against the Bengals and he had a down game, but now, now you throw this in there. It's like, I mean, he did it again. He had another huge breakout game with this amazing production after the same exact offense looked incompetent with a different quarterback. So it's, it, it he's he definitely had, there's some exciting potential to him, even though he's not the flashiest kind of quarterback. He's just so he has been so good at what he does, just making the right reads, executing the easy stuff, letting guys make plays that the production has been really good. So it's hard not to be excited And the Jets schedule, even though it has some tough teams overall, a lot of that is on the offensive side. You look at some of these teams. Defensively, there are some most of these teams are not very good in pass defense. Other than Buffalo, mm-hmm. all of these teams you can exploit through the air. The Vikings are last in yards per pass temp allowed. I think the Lions are 30th. Jaguars defense has been amazing. Seahawks and Dolphins have not been good defensively. So um the question is can the Jets defense contain some of these offenses? But on the other side, Mike White is gonna have a chance to continue putting up some numbers because i mean say what you want about the bears but they actually rank pretty similarly in terms of pass defense to most of these other teams on the jet schedule so mike white's gonna have a chance to do some make some noise now looking looking at this afc playoff picture right here uh there's a couple big games for the teams that are right ahead of the jets the Bengals, and the chiefs could be playing yep. and what's the best game of the season and then dolphins are playing versus the uh, 49ers here that won't be an easy yeah. one for either of these teams so save the jets get a win here and the Bengals lose jets creep right up they, they don't got to be looking behind them right on the 17 they could maybe sneak up to number six but Bengals chiefs is a really going to be a really great game all jets fans have their eyes on that one yeah Bengals too like i said there's just a long list of teams we're rooting against now with the jets i mean Bills, Ravens, Bengals, Chargers, Patriots, I'd say all these teams every single week are trying to get a loss out of them, which is different than usual because usually this time of year, the rooting we're doing is You're trying to get draft. Yeah, we're rooting for other teams to win so <laughs> they can five. get away from us in the draft. Um, like I've spent a lot of time rooting for the Jaguars, been a huge Jaguars fan in this month. <laughs> Doug, I, prob- I probably watch out for him. I probably rooted harder in December for the Jaguars the last two years than the Jets. That's I don't even think that's lying at all. Has, has it been a lot to cheer on for the Jets the past couple and of it years? It usually does not work out. Jaguars have been really good in the draft race, but um, we'll see if this team is a little more 
competitive in terms of winning games because the Jets do have to play them in a few weeks. So, uh, but yeah, a, a lot of huge games in the AFC this week. It's a shame though for Zach Wilson. He had so much momentum and hype around him earlier on in training camp for his his antics that he was getting onto off yep. the field. Everyone, I think everyone is rooting for Zach Wilson to do well, <laughs> but he's uh, not done that. Jets fans are now Mike White fans and anti Zach Wilson. Yeah, it's just been a complete 180 and it's just you know it just goes to show that ultimately it comes down to how you play because like you said he had all the off-field momentum i think <laughs> like not even non-jets fans are rooting for him he was yeah everyone's was, favorite quarterback that like, goes zach wilson and <laughs> and uh but then you come out and denzel mims is wide open on a post round you don't throw it to him and then you score three points and you lose 10 to 3 in a game for the division but it wasn't um, his fault he didn't let the defense down is what he said yeah, the defense should have had a shutout. He put points on the board. That that's all you got to do. Defense, put up nice they allowed points. points, so you just can't do that in today's you NFL. Even if you put up three points, you know the defense didn't do their job. I, the goal, I think, of every defense every week: hey, don't let them put the ball through the uprights, or don't let that ball cross the uh, the end zone. And they did that. So really, defense is the blame there. I see what Zach Wilson really was saying. Yeah, it was definitely. Definitely a lot of credence to it when you think about it. So I see where he's coming from. I think they completely wronged him. And despite the result of the following game, I think that was a fluke. The Bears are a terrible team. Zach Wilson would have had 500 yards in that game. Zach Wilson would have just jumped Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes in the MVP race for the performance he would have had. Just for that one game, he'd be that good. He would have broken the record for passing touchdowns in the game and all of that. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, I'm... I'm excited for looking ahead. You're talking about the Bears. Um, Eagles, Bears, that's going to be a fun one to watch. Two very similar quarterbacks of what they do. I've never really been able to watch, um, sit down and watch a Justin Fields game. I know he's gotten a lot of criticism earlier on in the year, uh, but he also, around him, doesn't have the best weapons in general, and his offensive line is also not very good. Um, So I'd love to see Justin Fields for myself and really gauge. I know he's got an electric arm, electric legs. I just I want to see how he does against this Eagles defense. Um, but the other, looking ahead here to the Titans, Ryan Tannehill. Career, I mean, he's had a resurgence here in Tennessee. It almost seems they're always tough to beat, especially come playoff time. Um, but Tannehill is not really a guy that you, you're scared he's going to throw for 300 on you, especially with no real true number one receiver like A.J. Brown anymore. Um, I mean, I, I was excited to watch Justin Fields against – the Jets, I mean, it would have been much tougher, obviously, to beat them, but uh, he was having a, a little bit of a resurgence the past, not a little bit, but a lot of a resurgence the past few weeks, really finding his game. Bears kind of reworked that offense. He looks good. His future seems promising. They got to do a better job of supporting him because he really does not have much there. And, you know, definitely the style he plays is a little risky in terms of the health. And obviously now he's already missed one mm-hmm. game, but he'll be back. Um, so there's some risk to that. So I think they're definitely going to want to support him better, find a way to achieve a little bit of a balance so they can keep him protected. But at the same time, you're seeing how dangerous he could be when they just let him loose and kind of play his game, run the football. Played to yeah. himself. All right, Michael, do you uh you want to get into some game picks here for week 13? Let me let me ask you Let's what uh, I'm not going to guess the Eagles game. I want you to guess this Eagles Titans game as a non-biased All right. fan. So are we doing just a straight-up score prediction? 
Yeah, you could do straight up score prediction. All right. Um, I mean, obviously, don't the say Eagles. the wrong thing. All right, I'm trying to tread lightly here. <laughs> the Eagles are five point favorites. Wow, I thought it'd be more than that. Um, I don't know. The reason I'm kind of hesitating here is just because that Eagles run defense against Derrick Henry. I feel like the Titans are a team that are capable of getting some of these tough upset road wins. Played the Chiefs tough a few weeks ago. Um, I'm going to stick with the Eagles. I like the way they're playing. Jordan Davis is going to be big to have him back. I think that kind of cancels out the main concern here at the run game. So, uh, But I do think it's going to be competitive. The Titans don't get blown out too often. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say, let's go with the gritty 17-14 Eagles win. Wow, a defensive slugfest, huh? Yeah. It's going to be draining on my mental health watching that one. So what do you got for Jets-Vikings? Oh, God. I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want the Jet, Jets faithful to come at me. Um, you can do it. <laughs> on the road at Minnesota is not a not – a, Easy ask. Um, Jets defense has played well this year. I'll give them that. Um, but I think it really all boils down to Mike White against a solid uh, Minnesota front seven. Good linebackers, good, great pass rush. Um, I think they got to keep Dalvin Cook in check, not even just Justin yeah. Jefferson, because then you got to watch out for guys like Adam Thielen and TJ Hawkinson. Um, oh, I don't want to be this guy, but I just. Be I can see guy. the Jets definitely. <laughs> I can see the Jets definitely keeping it close. I don't think they're gonna be any pushover, uh, but I think Minnesota is just gonna be too much in the end. I'll I'll go with Minnesota here. Maybe like twenty six to seventeen, or yeah, I'll go with twenty six seventeen. Okay, not totally close, but it's not gonna be an ugly performance by the Jets where it looks worse than it was. I think the Jets will be in it till the end. Um. Or maybe like a last minute touchdown or defensive turnover from Minnesota. 26 17 Vikings. That's fair. Mike White. That's fair. In the black pants. Yep. End of the I'm black pants. We're, on. <laughs> We're going to have to burn them after this then. Um, no more. Yeah, I mean, no more. It definitely black pants. Is, I think that's definitely a realistic score. I mean, this is, this is a tough game. I think Jets fans are confident that the Jets match up pretty well because they have the things that. I think the Eagles and Cowboys showed you need to beat the Vikings, which is good cornerback play to shut down Jefferson and a good pass rush. And the Jets have that, you know, at the corner and defensive line positions, especially with sauce. Um, So it feels like they're well equipped to beat the Vikings. But at the same time, the things you mentioned, I mean, that pass rush is probably the scariest part of the Vikings here because they they have a really good edge rush with those two guys, Sedarius Smith and Daniel Hunter. So, them against the Jets tackles who are okay, but you know, this offensive line is against better teams had some more trouble. So that could be an issue that could, could lead to some Mike white turnovers. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, I think it's, it's totally plausible for the Jets to lose this game. I, I mean, obviously they're on the road against a team with more wins, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, no offense taken for that. Uh-huh. All right. Another, we got another big game talked about earlier. Big game, not even for Jets fans itself, but NFL fans itself. Kansas City Chiefs at Cincinnati Bengals. What do you think is going to happen here? Um, I like the Chiefs to have a statement win here. I think mm-hmm. they're going to have revenge on their minds after that AFC championship. Uh, this is a team that's 
playing great right now. I think they're finding their identity post Tyreek Hill. Um, I like the, the Chiefs going in there and getting some revenge. I think it'll be a great game, though. I see a high scoring kind of classic. Let's go. I can say overtime, thirty to twenty-seven wow. Chiefs. Okay, I'm I'm on the other side here. I think the Bengals they're gonna okay. get Jamar Chase back. Yep. for this one that will be a big help. He went off against Kansas City last year. I think Joe Burrow against a not great Kansas City defense will have his way. Um, I'm not sure if Joe Mixon will be back or not, but if he is um, healthy, that will just add to the fire. But like you said, I do think it will be high scoring. And as long as – I mean, you can't really keep Patrick Mahomes in check and Travis Kelsey, guys like that, for too long. Um, I think it will also be high scoring. But I think Cincinnati, give me 33 uh, – 33-30. Maybe a little last second, Evan McPherson, okay. like in the AFC Championship. Shooter McPherson's going to do it again. Bengals get a nice statement win at home. And I think they gain some momentum to the playoffs. That's a team you got to watch out for. I think they're much better than their 7-4 record shows. Uh, one of the top teams in the NFL. Uh, that's going to be an electric game to watch. Could be an AFC Championship preview again. Yeah, Bengals are one of the interesting teams in the AFC here because, like you said, record isn't the best right now. Um, but you know, reigning Super Bowl team. But I feel like last year, you know, making the Super Bowl kind of oversold them because they were only ten and seven. Uh, it wasn't the most amazing regular season, but I think this year they're a better team than they were last year hasn't necessarily shown up yet in the record but now it's starting to pick up a little bit the last few games and then now with them getting healthy getting chased back i think they have a chance to make a run for the division here and then go into the playoffs looking even more threatening than they did uh, when they went into it last year so very interesting that you want to face in the playoffs especially when they get hot at the right time which seems like they're doing getting their guys back this could be a great game so so um, for myself, for the Eagles-Titans, you know, ever since we started doing this podcast here, the Eagles and Jets haven't lost. So um, I think Jordan Davis is going to be a real deciding factor here and just making sure you're able to tackle. I think it will be a gritty, defensive-minded, focused game here. Uh, but I think the Eagles can speak it out. 23-17. Uh, to 17. Okay. So for the Jets, I think... Like you said, I got to roll with the luck we've had in the podcast here. Not that it's been a super long time yet. And both teams were favored to win their games anyway, um, regardless of that. Um, I feel good about the Jets in this game. I think it's a good matchup for them. I think they have what it takes to match up against the Vikings. So I'm going to go with Jets 27, Vikings 23. Mm. That will so definitely we're opposed be, on that one, but we're both going Eagles. That will definitely be an intriguing game. When I'm watching the Eagles game, they might just pan out CBS, Fox, wherever they're playing. Mike White throws his eighth touchdown pass of the game. Could happen. Yep. <laughs> but I'm I'm ready to get back here on Monday. We had an electric podcast last time. I think we had a good discussion here about not just our games, but the NFL schedule in general. Oh. And I'm ready, you know, whether it be in sadness or we're both we're both cheering here. I think we're gonna have a great, great episode here on Monday, uh, recapping these games. Yeah, we haven't experienced sadness yet on this podcast. We'll see how <laughs> we'll see how that goes when we get there. That'll be a dark and gloomy day. It'll be raining outside. Be gloomy time. Going wrong. Although I don't, <laughs> an, I don't anticipate that 
I don't anticipate that happening until February, and it's going to be like half and half because one of us is going to have a yeah. big old Super Bowl ring in our finger, but the other one <laughs> will be the victim of that. <laughs> Most definitely. But I think we had a great episode, and I think we'll be ready to get back at it here on Monday. Yeah, looking forward to it.